It was an instant classic that went down in Glendale, Arizona on Sunday night as the Kansas City Chiefs have taken home their second Lombardi Trophy in the past four seasons after a 38-35 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to break down Super Bowl 57 on this week's episode on the island. We're going to talk headlines, surprises, disappointments, how our predictions panned out. We're going to talk all of that and much more on this episode of Baller Island. So keep a lock, stay tuned. We're going to talk Super Bowl 57. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis. Super Bowl 57 is a wrap, ladies and gents. And just like that, the NFL season is over. And this had to have been one of the better Super Bowls in recent memory, an absolutely instant classic in Glendale. Takes it 38-35, winning their second Super Bowl in the last four years. Jay Sahoda, Bilal Lahi back on the island. B, what a ball game. What an excellent ball game that was on Sunday. Yeah, man. I mean, it, this was all way more than we could ask for. I, I was thinking I, I knew we were going to get get a good game. I was thinking 24, 21, 27, 21, um, 8, 35. That is not what I expected at all. Just instant action, like constant action all game long. I mean, as much as I didn't really care about the outcome and the matchup, that was actually one of the better football games that I've watched. I'll see for the playoffs, especially like, it wasn't like last year where there was a lot of good games throughout the whole postseason. But this this postseason, it didn't really feel like that. There were more, a, a lot more lopsided outcomes. This game was lived up to the bill. I thought we're going to get into all of it. I thought both quarterbacks were exceptional. Mm-hmm. Both offenses were fantastic. Defenses, I can't speak. I can't speak to that. And I'm going to get to that as well. I thought the defenses were absolutely non-existent in this game. Like if you like offense... This was the game for you. If you like defense, this was definitely not the game for you. But in the end of things, KC gets the best of it once again. Um, let, let's kind of just start from like initial takeaways here, and then we'll kind of just dive into the rest of them. But like, what were your initial takeaways from that outcome? Uh, we'll get into all of this in bigger picture. But I mean, the three things you're going to think about um, in this Super Bowl is obviously Mahomes. Even though his numbers from this game aren't going to be looked at at all, you're going to look at Mahomes. Um, the halftime show I was pretty solid. I think that's just definitely going to be remembered. And then I think the hold. I think the hold is definitely going to be looking back at the Super Bowl. I think those are the three things that are coming going to come to mind, without a doubt. This is the Niners bias side coming out of me right now. I don't give a damn about the damn hold, bro. <laughs> I literally don't like it was a little tug. It is what it is. But like, I have absolutely no sympathy for either of these teams. I'm like, it is what it is, man. Like it, it, it is what it is. But do I think it was a wrong call? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on, man. That was a little tug. Like you see, you see a corner and a receiver going at it all the time. That was like, Literally the smallest little tug. Whatever. I know Bradbury's being a good sport and everything about being like, oh, it was a whole. Come on, man. You were just you were just trying to keep up with them and play with them in the final seconds of the Super Bowl. Like 
give me a break. I, it was a bad call, but the bias side of me is like, sucks to suck. <laughs> you know, that that's tough. But going back to Mahomes, though, man, this who who cares about the numbers, bro? Throw throw the numbers out. This this was a legendary performance by Patrick Mahomes. This is why that this dude, we put him up there in the upper echelon of athletes and legends and go talk and Brady and Jordan and all these dudes. Just because Mahomes is only 27 years old and he's still so young, but what he's accomplished, yes, it's because of that, but it's because of performances like he had on Sunday night with an injured ankle on a big stage in a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes was fantastic. This defense did not help him at all. Yes, there was the fumble, but I think that was just that was a mishap on Jalen Hurts' part and the Chiefs capitalized. They didn't necessarily cause it, but they capitalized on the turnover and that was huge and I'll get to that. But other than that, the time of possession in the first half mm-hmm. was Mahomes was nowhere to be found. Like there was like an hour went by and I'm like, "Yo, I haven't seen the Chiefs offense in like 45 minutes." Like, what is going on? The Eagles' game plan in the first half was perfect. Everything went to plan if you're Philadelphia. We got to keep 15 on the sidelines. We got to just do our thing. And the run game for Philly, when you look at the stat sheet, wasn't even that great. It was literally simply Jalen Hurts. We'll get to him too. But going back to Patrick Mahomes, this is why we look look at him as the next Tom Brady. This is why we look at him as the best quarterback in the National Football League, man. I don't care if he only threw 482 yards. I care about the fact that this dude came out down 10 at halftime, hardly had any of the ball, and they just went down the field and they scored. And then he comes out, and one of the most significant plays in this game, that 26-yard run in the final Mm -hmm. two minutes, unbelievable. Patrick Mahomes was phenomenal. Yes, Patrick Mahomes will always annoy me. That's just, you know, he he will always annoy me. But at the end of the day, I got nothing but respect for this kid. Nothing. Like, for the rest of my life that this dude's in the NFL, man, I I just sit back and I'm like, you just, he's Patrick Mahomes, man. He's very, very, very difficult to beat. The Kansas City Chiefs are very difficult to beat. But Patrick Mahomes is that dude, man. He was sensational on Sunday night. He had two big runs. He had one, I think, to open up the second half. And we're like, oh, I guess the ankle's fine. And then he had the one in the last drive and just kind of iced it. Bro, he, I, he's limping off in pain, and then it just doesn't affect him at all. I, I don't get that at all. How I thought it was, it was a wrap. How he was able to do that. Um, and then in the second half in particular, like the first half, I mean, at one point the Eagles ran 60 plays. And the Chiefs ran 30. How in the hell do you lose a game is that like that is crazy to me when you have double the amount of plays as your opponent. The Chiefs barely touched the ball, like you said. The first half was whatever. But Mahomes and Andy Reid, we definitely have to talk big ups on Andy Reid. But in the second half, Mahomes just did not miss, man. Like that, he was more like, all right, we're down 10. My offense has only really scored once. Let, let's get this together. Boom. Surgical. Like, everything was just there. I don't even think – I can't even think of a throw he missed, honestly, in the second half off the top of my head. I'm sure he maybe missed one or two, but he was just, like, on point, 
everywhere. He knew where to go with the ball. Um, and super, super clean football game. I mean, from both teams for the most part. No really penalties. Um, the Chiefs offensive line was like um, really outplayed the Eagles D-line, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> and this, it was just a clean game. Like uh, no no tip balls from Mahomes, nothing like that. Not even a sh- even from both guys. Not even a, a a pass that could have been intercepted. It was just it was just clean football. I thought, like you said, when when he went down, I was like, this is a wrap. Like the Eagles' offense looked so good in that first half. When Mahomes goes down, they hardly had the ball. I'm like, this this is a wrap, man. It's over. At the beginning of the second half, I'm like, this this is the ball game right here. They got to go down the field. They got to score six. They go three and out. It's over. They go right down the field. They score. Casey had a response every single time. And this is simply Patrick Mahomes' greatness. Bottom line. Because Kansas City's defense was awful. Like, I'm just going to, I'm literally just going to be straight out blunt here. I don't know about you, bro. I thought they were horrendous. Like, they came up with, again, that one big fumble recovery was huge. But that was more of Jalen Hurts making a mistake rather than Casey's pass rush. Casey, yes, they had a few nice pass rushes to kind of push Jalen Hurts out of the pocket, but the amount of big plays that this secondary let happen, A.J. Brown torched them once, Devonta Smith uh, torched them once, like Dallas Goddard made plays all over the place. Like Jalen Hurts was everywhere in his run game and his pass game, as you, you called it last week with him in the run game. This Chiefs defense couldn't stop anybody. They were horrible. But... You got Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. That's ultimately what this comes down to because the Philadelphia Eagles played a perfect game on offense. Perfect game. Jalen Hurts. I'm going to get to the Eagles in a second, but I want to go to Jalen Hurts. One, I think this was one of the best quarterback matchups in Super Bowl history. I really do. The two just balled out all night long. It was a shootout one after the other. Hurts does something. Mahomes does something. Hurts does something. Like back and forth, back and forth. We haven't really seen a true shootout like that in a Super Bowl in a long time. Like, I, I personally can't remember a Super Bowl like that where it was back and forth. Back. Like, we've seen some high-scoring games. Like, when the Eagles played your Patriots, I don't really recall that as being like Foles and Brady just going on a one-on-one duel. You know what I'm saying? It was more of, like, a little bit of everything. There were missed field goals. There were fumbles. There were, like, a, a bit of everything. There were trick plays. It wasn't two quarterbacks just going blow for blow, one after the other. For Jalen Hurts, you can agree with me or not, because I want to get your take on this too. I thought Jalen Hurts might have had the best performance by a losing quarterback in Super Bowl history. No, absolutely not. Brady in that game had 500 yards. Fair enough. Fair enough. 500 yards in like four or five. I don't even know the stats. But that is easily hands down the best game you can ever imagine from a losing quarterback quarterback fair enough yeah when you throw 500 yards that that is Jalen Hurts went toe-to-toe with him no doubt about it there he made the throws and then that little fourth and one any short yardage it felt like that that play automatic unstoppable and honestly almost to the point where it's like yo is the NFL gonna get rid of that because you could just do a, a rugby scrum and it's like you know but I don't know I feel like he was just uh, – he went toe-to-toe with them. The one thing that was weird going into this, when everybody was talking about Mahomes' health, 
Hertz's shoulder kind of went under the radar. And then on that last play, I mean, that Hail Mary, I feel like he threw the ball like 30 yards. If you look at it closely, he slipped on Jason Kelsey's foot. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because I was like, yo, is that really your – your best throw right there but anyways he went he went toe-to-toe 100 and the most impressive part was miles sanders wasn't giving you anything the run game from your running backs in particular weren't giving you much at all he he came in and he really did it all himself on the ground and in the passing game that uh, you you have a point with Brady. It throwing five hundred yards. That is that is pretty unbelievable. And you still five hundred and yeah. five hundred and and three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. That is that is pretty unbelievable. But Jalen Hurts, I just like every time this dude had the ball, he was he was brilliant, brilliant. Like that was a from a quarterback who didn't even win the game in the Super Bowl. And and I called it. I said it last week. I said I know Jalen Hurts. He's gonna ball out. I said I told you that this dude was not gonna be afraid of the moment. He wasn't. Dude was so calm, cool, and collected out there. He was throwing balls 50, 60 yards downfield, no problem. He was running the ball, no problem. He was incredible. Like, honestly, I commend him for that performance. To come up on the short end of the stick, tough. But like I said, you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, and it was simply just came down to the fact that Patrick Mahomes is just that great because Jalen Hurts was sensational. He did every single thing right in this football game, and I want to give him the credit where it's due. Jalen Hurts was superb. To your point about Miles Sanders, he was honestly probably one of my biggest disappointments of this entire game. I really thought this run game needed to happen. Jalen Hurts made it happen. Miles Sanders did nothing. I think Miles Sanders had, what, like 12 yards in this entire game. Like, it was... It was horrible. Seven seven carries for 16 yards. Horrendous. Like, he did literally nothing in this football game to affect the outcome of the game. Jalen Hurts really was their whole offense. Like, honestly, he, he made everything happen in the offense. To the defense, mm, I, do not, I do not want to hear <clears throat> jack all about the Philadelphia Eagles defense anymore. I've had enough. I've heard it all. You did not record a sack. You did not get a pick. You did not do anything. Make one play. You did absolutely nothing. I don't want to hear all this about the Eagles have the greatest D-line in football. And, oh, their secondary is so good. And big play slay. And C.J. Gardner. Give me a break. You, if you're so great and you're such a great defense, do not sit up here and blame the turf. Yes, I know. I'll get to that. That was just honestly horrible. But... That was for both squads. Mahomes was slipping and sliding out there too. Like it's not like it was a one man, one one team getting affected. No, both teams were affected by that. They didn't do nothing. This Eagles defense did absolutely, positively nothing in this football game. That's the reason why they lost this game. hundred percent. And it's um, one they did nothing on D. D line, best D line in football, did nothing right. Best passing defense. Swiss cheese all game, especially in the second half. And then you look at it and it's like, yo, what was the one concern about the Eagles? It's like, yo, they have not played anybody. Okay. The big time quarterbacks they played, right? It's like Prescott dropped 40 on them. Dak Prescott dropped 40 on you. Okay. Um, then they had Aaron Rodgers. Okay. He dropped 33 on you. Okay. For the rest of the for the rest of their season, they were playing dudes like, you know. They're playing the Commanders. They're playing a bunch of like the Colts. They're playing a bunch of bummy quarterbacks, anyways. 
So the two quarterbacks you played, they're dropping 30-something on you, 40. And now you play the Chiefs, you're going to get 38 put on you. Absolutely no way this defense should get any credit. They fully let them down. Um, they had the most sacks in NFL history, and they couldn't get any pressure at all. It's just, like, embarrassing. Also, though, you got to give a lot of credit to I feel like the Chiefs' offensive line um, was like, yo, hold on. Like, they came out to play for real, and they, they played with a chip on their shoulder for sure. Um, but they won that battle in the trenches 100%. Both offensive lines deserve all the credit in the world. Kansas City's offensive line was spectacular, but so was Philadelphia's because Kansas City's defense didn't do a didn't do a damn thing either. Both offensive lines were absolutely spectacular. I've never noticed a center block so well more than I noticed Jason Kelsey. Like I can tell this dude left it all on the field. Every time the Eagles were making Jalen Hurts is running downfield, I'm seeing Jason Kelsey lay a crazy block. That dude left his heart out on the line, and I feel for him after the game. You can tell he was super emotional. But that Eagles offensive line showed why they're one of the best in football. But this Kansas City Chiefs old line, and I talked about it last week, they are, they are a, like you said, they had a chip on their shoulder, but a lot of those guys weren't the same dudes playing in this game that played in that Bucks game, right? Creed Humphrey was just a rookie. He is solidifying himself as one of the better centers in all of football. Orlando Brown, one of the better tackles in football that kind of goes under the radar, like, there are your boy Joe Tooney's also in there. They got dudes that have been here before and they've been doing it all year long. And they came out, even with Patrick Mahomes, man, who was injured. You would think the minute that you see this dude limp around with an ankle, this is our time to get to him. And they didn't do a damn thing, man. Brutal. And it's like the same thing. Like, if you had injured Mahomes' hand or his thumb or his elbow, this, it's a different story. But it was his ankle. Mahomes can still throw. And yet he still ran on you and still beat you when the time came. So, I, I, again, I don't want to hear nothing about the Eagles, man. Absolutely nothing about the Eagles' defense. They came out in the game where they needed to show out most, and they got plastered by Kansas City with, an, with Mahomes with a gimpy ankle, dropped 38 points. I don't want to hear it from them anymore. And on top of that, to add to the misery for Philadelphia, they just lost both their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, part of this, though, we, I mean, this is a good transition to um, Andy Reid because, yo, that's got to be the best game I've ever seen that dude coach. Like, that second half, he found something, and, yo, he attacked it over and over. And I was reading something that was like every time um, they made a play, like they scored one, they scored everything on the second half. But then it's like, they just kept running the same motion over and over and over and over. And they just kept flipping sides back and forth. And then the two, um, two of their touchdowns were just like completely wide open, one on the right side, yeah. one on the left side. Um, so and when we were talking about the coaching mismatch last week, mm -hmm. you see the one dude that made the adjustment and one dude that had absolutely no answer for him. Um, but now Andy Reid's got two. And um, shoot, that's a whole different category now. Oh, yeah. And we talked about that last week, right? If Andy Reid gets two, that's a big deal. And I also mentioned it last week, too. I thought, I'm like, Andy Reid, without any offense to Nick Sirianni, I thought Andy Reid would coach circles around this dude. And Definitely. Sirianni's game plan was going very well in that first half. Again, keeping Casey off the field was brilliant. But like you said, Andy Reid just found something different. 
and he came out in that second half and he trusted in his quarterback to make plays. But I also want to give your X factor some love because I thought he was a big part in this offense. And that's Isaiah Pacheco. He, this, this kid just runs hard. Mm. Like every time this dude's got the ball, like he's running with some infinite 15 carries, 76 yards and a touchdown. I thought he was sensational. And the chiefs, a team that has not, they're not traditionally a run first team. They're a pass first team. They were able to establish some sort of a run game. They rushed for 158 as a team. Pacheco ran for 76 of that. He was fantastic in this football game. And once they got him going, then they got Juju going a little bit. Then mm-hmm. they got Sky Moore involved in the in the red zone. Kadarius Tony in the red zone. Travis Kelsey did his thing. They got it. McKinnon was involved. That was my X factor. Getting all these dudes involved. And just letting Patrick Mahomes sit back and do his thing. Brilliant. And for Andy Reid, man, I could not be happier for this dude to get number two. Big, big, big deal for that guy. Yeah, and um, you have to mention, two, two of the scores, like, I mean, the Eagles, I mean, the Jalen Hurts thing is one score. But then the Kadarius Tony played a punt return. I mean. Oh, my Lord, bro. That is like, you. I can't remember what the score was at that time. I still the think Chiefs the Eagles, were Chiefs were up one. While he made that, and then they go up eight, right? That is just like crazy momentum. I mean, you you trade for Kadarius Tony mid season, he comes in, makes a play, and that's that's it right there, man. Like that, that's all you could ask for for a dude like that. You make one play, um, we Game got changer. all our money's worth on that. That punt return was sick. That was so that was sick, a, no, man. But that punt was like had no hang time. Nothing. That was like straight to him with a running start. I'm like, oh my God. And then he just busted it to the right side and there was nobody there. That's that's what I'm saying. His ability on that field too, where it was a slip and slide for him to cut back all the way to the right and then get those blocks up front. That was a heck, heck of a punt return from Kadarius Tony, man. Like I haven't seen, it was the longest punt return in, in Okay, I'll just I'll just start from where I was. Mm-hmm. That punt return was sick, bro. Like I have not seen a punt return. I mean, it was the longest punt return in Super Bowl history, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. The way he was able to make that cut back to the right side, then get all those blocks in front of him, and then still cut up field and get inside the, the ten of the five, whatever it was, was huge. That was a ridiculous play in this game. Huge momentum shifter, like you alluded to. That that play was sick. And you're right. For a guy who got traded in week eight to make a play like that in the biggest of the in literally the biggest of moments to make a play like that, that was that was a pretty amazing play, man. I look at that one. I think that punt return was probably one of the most significant plays of the game. Mahomes' 26-yard run in the final two minutes, and then Jalen Hurts' fumble, I think were the three biggest key plays. In that football game. And your boy, uh, Nick Bolton, almost had another one, too. Um, he did. He did. Uh, if that, I mean, I didn't think I think they got that one right. But still, that was that was real close. Real close. I mean, that, it, I like how they let them play. I mean, like, I don't, I, it's, it's really sucks that, that that call came in at the end because it was like a, the, the refs were so uninvolved the whole game. Just like pure talent being showed you know what i'm saying oh yeah so yep for them to come in at that last second whether it was or it wasn't it's like yeah you haven't been doing anything all game just stay out of it for now agreed 
Definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's like it came at a bad time, right? When they went and they made that holding call, it just came at a pretty bad time. But again, it is what it is, man. Like, it, it happened. Again, I, I, I have no sympathy for the Philadelphia Eagles at that point in time. But, yeah, when you look at, when you look at those things, I mean, it was just a huge, huge game changer in this game. Um, in terms of the biggest disappointments, like I kind of mentioned it before, like Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. Miles Sanders to me was was the biggest point for Philly. But like, if I'm being honest, like I already talked about it at the beginning here. It's the D. The biggest disappointment? No, not even the defense, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the field crew. This was like the amount of slips on both teams that should not happen in a Super Bowl. And after all this talk about like turf is bad for the NFL and but. To have this game played on actual grass and that ends up happening, bro, I don't know how they messed up that badly. Like, yes, the defenses were absolutely horrible. But, like, yo, the, the field crew, man, everybody should get fired. Like, that was that was horrible. Like, they were playing on ice. Like, they were playing on grass. It's like they, they got the field at, like, the Arizona Coyotes, like, ice rink or something and brought it into State Farm Stadium. Like, that was they were not playing on grass, bro. That was an absolute slip and slide you know what i got let me tell you what i've heard from this is this one dude basically supri- supplies the grass for all of the super bowls like he's supplied like he's some old dude he's basically grown the grass for his for the super bowls for like 42 out of the 57 super bowls or something ridiculous like that okay so he's been growing his grass for two years and uh and then i see this and i'm like it just doesn't make sense to me, like, how people are slipping on grass when it's like that. You know what I'm saying? Turf, I get. But grass, I mean, I've, I've never even heard of people slipping on grass like that. That's super strange that that happened. But, like, honestly, it's that's what I'm saying. It happened, From what I've read, it was the paint. So, like... That's what I read. Is that no, it was like that the, would make way more sense? Yeah, is that it was the paint because it always happened like within the thirty yard line range. It was the paint that did it. But like either way, it's like, come on, man. You well then, well then, well then, don't don't make the Super Bowl logo so big. Then, like, I don't know what else to tell you, but like that can't happen where those players are slipping that much because that was happening like every every two three plays. That was horrible, absolutely horrible. Everybody should be fired, man. They got to fix that. But no, no. No kidding, like the defenses. I mean, that was like, like for me, like I'm a defensive minded guy in football. Like I love defense. I appreciate games that are like 1913 or like to, you know. I love those defensive slugfest games in football. Yes, for the average person that watched the Super Bowl, who don't watch football, they loved this game. It's high scoring. You got touchdowns everywhere. It's back and forth. It's a shootout. But like, come on, like. You're telling me we couldn't even get like a, a big time sack in this game. We couldn't get a, an interception in this game. Like some sort of big impact play. Now it did happen. The Chiefs ended up getting the fumble recovery for touchdown. And that was the difference maker. And I always say it, whichever defense comes up with the big stop is going to win the Super Bowl. And I stuck by that for the last several years, and I'm going to continue to stick by it because it continues to prove my point. Happened last year. I said the Rams would win because Aaron Donald would make a play. What happened? That happened. This year, I'm like, whichever defense is going to make does the it, play. Bro, does it, the, the one, the play, though, that happened was in the first, like, the first quarter. Does that even count? But it was it was the only turnover of the game. So, absolutely. Yes, it was the first quarter of the game, but 
there were no other turnovers. If if that had happened, and let's say Mahomes threw a pick in the third quarter, or like Hurts threw a pick, like then maybe maybe not. But there was nothing else that happened. The defense, both defenses did nothing the entire game. But Casey gets the one turnover and turns it into six. Absolutely, that's that that is going to be the game changing play of the game. I'll tell you, it was under the radar, and I'm like, um, the Chiefs holding the Eagles to three. Um, in the second half, when it yeah. was um, oh yeah, uh, the Eagles' second drop after the Chiefs just scored. So we're talking it's twenty twenty four twenty one, and then the Eagles come down and they get stopped to three. Um, so it's only twenty seven twenty one, and then the Eagles just kind of went, you know, like they didn't really do much. They had the next score after that, but holding them to three was a big big time play. Huge, huge, and that's what I'm saying. Like. Yes, in my opinion, I thought the Chiefs' defense was not good, but they did come away with some big time. Yeah, that them holding them to three points was big time for sure. But when you look at it as a whole, again, it's like when it comes down to it, that's what I thought. Like for KC, it was the fumble. That was the big game changer. And again, it was just Patrick Mahomes was just that great. But you called it. You had Mahomes, your Super Bowl MVP. Your, your scoreline was a lot closer than, than mine was. Um, I thought Travis Kelsey after that first touchdown on that first drive, I really thought that yo, my prediction might come might come true, but he only got to 81 yards and a touchdown on the day. But Casey decided to spread the love to everybody and they ended up getting the job done. Um, where are you at now? So, like now this is over. We're looking at Mahomes now, and everyone's talking about it. Like, I'll I'll stick by it again. Like, and this not even just for next year, the year after, like, this might just be as long as this dude's in the AFC. You got to beat him to go to the AFC, like I to go to the Super Bowl. Like I don't think that's a conversation. Patrick Mahomes is the standard, and not even just the AFC, but like the NFL. Like even mm-hmm. under the NFC, it's like, okay, how are we going to stop the Kansas City Chiefs? The only team, and I looked through, and I and I was going to wait to say is going into next season, there's only one team that I can confidently say in the AFC that can compete with this Kansas City Chiefs team, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Because they've done it, and they almost did it again in the AFC Championship game, bearing a penalty. The Bengals are the only team that have proved that they can go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs and actually beat them. Nobody else has really proved to be that thorn in their side. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one else has really proved to done it. So until somebody else decides to show that they're going to be and show like an actual threat to Kansas City. I got the Chiefs coming out of the AFC every time, and I, I will sit it, sit up here and apologize for my preseason prediction for picking the Chargers to win the AFC West. I will never let that happen again. My sincere apologies to Chiefs mm-hmm. Kingdom. Thank I'm you. not, I'm not letting that happen. You were all over it from the get go. You were like, I'm not betting on, no, I'm not betting against Mahomes. I think you had the Chiefs as the one or the two seed in the AFC. I had them winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I am not making that mistake again. That was a huge mistake. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that again, ever again. This is, I got so much respect for what Reed and Mahomes have done right now. They are, again, I got to put some respect on what Belichick and Brady did. Like, they're not going to be that, but Mahomes and Reed, they are this generation's Belichick and Brady. However many they win is however many they win. I don't think they win six or seven like Belichick, Belichick did, and then Brady won seven. I don't know if they get that much, but I think Mahomes and Reed, they're nowhere near done yet. Like, they're they are going to be in a few more of those before they're they're finished up. Mahomes, for sure. Andy Reed, 
kind of more near the end of his career. He kind of alluded to it. He kind of flirted with it a little bit. But I think they're they're going to be just fine. These these two are going to be in Super Bowls for the next few years for sure. Yeah, the, the thing that I mean, like, shoot, I don't, I'm not a KC fan, obviously, but like the disrespect that they were getting all off season, um, for losing in the AFC Championship game, um, even though people didn't think since he was that good, then they lost, and then for some reason they're still the team that beat Buffalo, and then. That's all we talked about was Buffalo. And Buffalo, like, I know. that They are still the team that lost. And then Buffalo opens up week one. The first couple of weeks, they look on fire. And it was just like, everybody, I felt like it's, man, everybody's so quick to move on. And I'm like, do you realize how good this dude is? Like, you can talk about your Allen, your Burrow, your Herbert. Um, but I'm taking 15 every single day of the week, man. You, I don't care who... He loses Tyreek Hill. I don't care who who he's playing with. Put me at receiver, and um, I'm still taking 15, dude. That dude is just ridiculous. And you're never going to look stupid taking him, but you're going to look stupid not taking him. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. if I take yeah. KC to win the Super Bowl every single year for the next 10 years, nobody's going to call me an idiot. If, if I take, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but if I take the Chargers to win the West, and this happens, you're kicking yourself. That's what I'm saying, man. Like I, I feel stupid that I even bothered to to do that. Like I'm, I'm hey, never yo, doing you're not that alone again. though. But how many people took? Um, oh, Broncos, people, people to get yeah, everybody. Oh yeah. Chargers, oh yeah. I mean, everybody was trying to be all sexy with it. That was one of the biggest takeaways of the year is how disappointing the AFC West was, and how like yo, we've seen this movie for the last four years. Why are we changing our mind? Yeah, it, well, it's, it's, like, it's like the same thing when, like, it was the same thing with the Patriots, right? Where, like, every year it's like, oh, maybe, maybe Buffalo is going to challenge them. Maybe Miami is going to challenge them. Or when Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez were with the Jets, like, maybe the Jets are going to challenge. Like, no, like, just, like, like no, it, it, it never happened. It literally never happened once. Like, I think the Jets beat the Patriots, like, once in the playoffs, and, and that was it. That was literally it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, is going to be the same thing, except even, like I said, Nobody has proved to be a threat to Kansas City except for the Bengals because they've actually done it. That's the only one. Exactly. And I, I want to see. I want to see Mahomes and Burrow um, like, flip flop every year. Like two. Th- like literally, there are two men who have beaten Patrick Mahomes. Nobody else can say that they've done it. That's Tom Brady, who is the greatest of all time, who's won seven Super Bowls, and Joe Burrow. Who is like I just said is the current or the only current threat to Patrick Mahomes. Brady is gone. He is done. That's not going to happen anymore. Hopefully not. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- like there's no like that. That is the standard now. If you like, you can't bet, and that's why I sit here and I'm like, I get it. Everyone was so on the Eagles. The Eagles are talented. The Eagles. Oh my God, they're so great. But it's like I said it last week, man. Do you really think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to lose two Super Bowls in a row? You're crazy. You're crazy. I'm like, there's no way that's going to happen. I'm like, these are the modern-day New England Patriots, and they're showing it right in front of your face. They got two, and I'll tell you right now, Sterling Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' like two-year-old daughter or whatever, she's been up on the podium more than like half the NFL is. Imagine how many times she gonna, she's going to be on that podium in the next four or five years, probably more than like half, half the NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, that's funny. I remember when they're like um, Brady's, Kids basically grew Dad, up on exactly. that thing. It's like going you know, to like grand, grandma's house. Grandma's house, exactly, exactly. But um, the cool thing is, is I mean, like, 
so going back to Burrow, I mean, like, since he probably was like, yo, we would have killed the Philly. Like, the bank, the Bengals are probably on a thing where it's like, yo, they were, they, they respect what Casey got, but they're like, we think we're just as good as them. We think we're better than them, and we probably, they're probably thinking we would have put fifty on the on Philly. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly that. But they're the only one that has the right to do that. Buffalo, you can't say that. No, exactly. Buffalo hasn't done it. Buffalo hasn't beat Buffalo has only beaten KC in the regular season. They've not beaten them in the postseason. Like that's when it counts. The Bengals have done it in both regular mm-hmm. and post. They've done it in both. They been can there talk. too, man. The They've Bengals. They beat the Bills in the postseason. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're next in that pecking order. And this is almost starting to be like, like in the AFC, B, it's literally only been Brady, Mahomes, Burrow, and like Manning. That's it. And then you had like two years of Big Ben, one year of Flacco, and that's it in the AFC for like pretty much like out, like. For pretty much our childhood, exactly. For as long as we've been watching football, that has literally been in the AFC. I have not seen any other team do anything there. It's been Manning, Brady, Roethlisberger, Flacco, Mahomes, Burrow. What is that, like five dudes? That's it. The NFC, you're getting somebody different like every year. The NFC, there's more mix-up. But the AFC has been just been domination amongst top-tier quarterbacks, and that's been it. Crazy. It's unbelievable how we, we've been sitting here. We've been saying Brady's gone. Manning's gone. Big Ben's gone. Who's going to be like that next tier? And now we got Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. But again, I think Allen, Allen's got to Allen's got to be there. Yeah, right. Allen, Allen's got the most pressure on him right now to get there. Burrow's been there. He's gotten that. He's beaten Mahomes in the playoffs. He's been to a Super Bowl. Mahomes now has two. He's been to three. They've done it. Burrow, I know, wants to get back. He's been there. He's had that taste. He knows what it's like to be so close. He wants to be back. Allen's now next in line. Like, we should not be going. If we, I swear to God, man, if we're coming in into next September and we're talking about the Buffalo Bills no, and this that, like, that. give Never. me a break. Like, come on, man. Like, this, no, we should have learned our lessons from that. And we'll see what is going forward. But anyways, looking back at my predictions, I was kind of like the Travis Kelsey one was short. I was right about Jalen Hurts. I said he was going to rush for over 50 and then get two touchdowns. He had three. Um, I said somebody was going to get a big strip sack in the in the second half. It happened in the first mm-hmm. half um, for Casey. But again, that wasn't really a strip sack. It was more of Jalen Hurts just losing focus and just fumbling the ball. And then I said Harrison Bucker was going to hit the game-winning field goal, and that's exactly what happened. Um, but that's kind of that. So Kansas City Chiefs, man, they've done it again. They are champs. They're atop the NFL world once again no surprise there um before we end off b let, let's kind of look back at the season as a whole any surprises takeaways like kind of what's your thing what's if there's a favorite moment from the season favorite game um talk nfl patriots whatever you want takeaways from the season i mean i hate to say it but i feel like that that call at the end was like the takeaway of the season wow like how many games were and like we're I felt like every week there was two or three games that were like, oh, my God, why did they call this? And I feel like the refs were just a huge, huge storyline of the season. You're not wrong about that. Hey, yeah. That's this true. has got to be not, – I'm not – like, I, I, I hardly ever talk about the refs. But I can't remember a season when it's like – I heard so much more about the refs this year than I did last year or the year before. 
I think especially because in the three biggest games of the NFL season, the refs were a big headline, right? The Eagles-Niners game wasn't close, but there were multiple things that were taken away of saying how horrible the refs were. Then came the Chiefs-Bengals game, and that was even worse. And the amount of missed calls that were in that game. Those were both championship games. And then in the Super Bowl, they got a lot of calls um, reviewed. But then when it came down to it at the end, that ends up happening at the end there. I see what you're saying. And again, because it happened in the three biggest games of the season, the refs were a pretty big headline in all three. I think that kind of goes up to it. Um, no, I'm gonna take more of the more of the route for me, like in terms of surprises and and takeaways from the season as a whole. I, I gotta say, I gotta say, biggest, arguably one of, if not the the biggest disappointments in the, of the season, um, the Denver Broncos. I mean, everybody Hands was hyping, yeah, we knew that. hyping yeah. them up. Now they got Sean Payton coming in. I'm really curious to see. So this is not going to be the second offseason in a row that I think a lot of people are going to be looking at the Denver Broncos and seeing what they're going to do. Because I'm really – Sean Payton, I love Sean Payton. I know you love Sean Like Sean Payton is one of the most likable coaches in football. I cannot wait to see what he does with this Broncos team that had so much – the expectations were so high this season. What can Sean Payton do with his football team? I'm looking forward to that going into next season. The Los Angeles Rams, man, were 5-12 and 12, coming off a of Super Bowl. There was the worst – the worst season from a Super Bowl champion. Now they dealt with a lot of injuries. And I do think I said it a few weeks ago. I, th- I think they'll be back. They'll get healthier. Their core will be back. They'll be out there. But I don't think anyone was expecting the Rams to be that bad um, this season. But that's something I would say. The New York Giants and the New York Jets, I think, were two feel good. So the Giants, actually, because they made the playoffs. They won a playoff game. The Jets, on the other hand, just need a quarterback. And I think that's going to be one of the big storylines of the offseason. And then in terms of games, I, I, I got to go back to that Vikings-Bills game yeah. in Week 10. That game was so good, so entertaining, so, like, it was awesome. Justin Jefferson's catch, never seen anything like that. That was hands down, I think, the best regular season game of the season. But the Super Bowl, no doubt about it, was mm-hmm. by far the most entertaining game of the season in the biggest of moments. I think that's what tops, you know, Bills-Vikings was in Week 10 in a 1 o'clock slot for a game in the Super Bowl to be that entertaining as it was in a primetime slot, the whole world was watching. I love it. And again, a big, big ups to Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. We knew it. We talked about it being the first quarterback matchup of two black quarterbacks, and both of them were superb. So big ups to both of them. Yeah. Hurts, Hurts got a lot. He Hurts got a bright future, man. And that's another thing. I talked about the Eagles defense. I don't want to hear shit. I do not want to hear shit about Jalen Hurts ever, ever again, ever. Like, that dude, like, deserves no slander whatsoever, man. Absolutely none. Yeah, I mean, when you look back at it, though, I mean, we had the honors last week. Um, I felt like from the preseason, I mean, this was kind of like, I don't want to say predictable, but, like, there was not no real shocks to me. Like, oh, crazy thing. I mean, like, I still had the Chiefs there. Um, and a lot of people had the Eagles being really good. Yeah, right. Yeah, a lot, a lot and of people. The, did. And the Chiefs and Eagles were kind of the two. I mean, the Eagles were the best team in football from like the get go. So for them to end up in the Super Bowl, nobody's surprised. Nobody's surprised that the Chiefs ended up in the Super Bowl. Um, you say at the beginning of the year, Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP. Nobody's blinking twice. Yeah. Um, you say Justin Jefferson is going to take off when offensive player of the year. 
Nobody's surprised. Sure. Um, Depoy Bosa and, and nobody's gonna be shocked about that either. I think it, like the honors kind of proved it that it's like, yo, this season. I mean, the, wasn't that crazy? It kind of went like, I mean, we kind of knew what was happening already from the middle, like early on in the year. We could kind of see it was between four or five teams total, right? Maybe three in the AFC mm-hmm. and two or three in the NFC. Yep. Um. So for it to end off like this, it's like, I mean, nothing really was surprising. I mean, you have like good, feel good stories, you know, like a couple with like the Giants, um, the Seahawks a little bit. So, some of those things were surprising, but like big picture, nothing really too crazy. It's very true. Not no, a that's crazy a good point. NFL season. Yeah. No, that is a good point. Yeah. There was a lot of, um, yeah, things you weren't totally surprised of. And that, that is, that is very true. Um, I mean, it, there were a little bit like, come on, like you got to say, like the Seahawks making the playoffs. Yeah, that was I mean, nice like those field. are like the there were some stories, yeah, the feel I'm good saying, stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah feel yeah. good stories. But Jacksonville, saying, big, big picture. Um, like it went to script. <laughs> you had to, you had to put it that way. <laughs> I mean, yes, that is that. that is. You know, it's crazy. The script score was thirty-seven, thirty-four, and this was thirty-eight, thirty-eight, thirty-five. Jesus, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. Um, if that, if that was the script for this season, then as a 49er fan, I might have to find this guy and literally cuss him out then, because I don't, I don't want to hear going through four or five different quarterbacks. This boy got to be on. I don't know what kind of pack he's on. All righty, that'll do it. I mean, yo, can you believe this? Is, we're now going into season three of Baller Island now. We're, we're, we're going to be previewing our third NCAA tournament. March Madness. Oh, my yeah. goodness, man. No, crazy. Yeah, this is like now it's like yo, this February onwards. It's like just amazing, man. The Super Bowl, biggest game of the year. And then it's like March. It's just like it's some downtime here. It's some downtime at the end of February. And then March, March, things will get. Things will get a little Shoot. crazy. All-star little... weekend next week. All-star weekend, yeah. That should be good as well. Um, what's going on with your heels, bro? Man, I don't even – I like, they, they just <laughs> – I, I, I told you from the jump that they're not the number one team when they were ranked number one. No, they're, they're definitely but not they're, yet. They're definitely um, – you know, I, I, still, I still think they're going to end up pretty solid. Like, they're a team you're not going to want to play. They got too many vets on that team. I hope that I hope they sneak into the play uh, the playoffs the the tournament and I think they will but I hope they do if they don't I think that'll be a huge shame from what they did a year ago especially with bringing back the core that they did uh, but we'll see we got plenty of time to talk about that um, but that'll do it we got a lot more basketball stuff coming up for you now as we head into February of course we'll still keep an eye on the NFL off season but that'll do it. From this week's episode of Baller Island, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis. Hope everyone enjoyed Super Bowl 57, and it's time to start talking some ball next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Baller Island. Keep it locked and stay tuned. We got a lot more sports content coming your way. And don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.